Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Evan Halpern, he, he's going, joining us again. Uh, he's been on the program before. He's a reporter with the Washington Post, and uh, any longtime listener of the show knows I've been doing an ongoing series with reporters from the Post. I, I love the Post. Uh, it's one of the most important newspapers in the country. Um, and the reason why is because of the depth and breadth of coverage that, uh, frankly, the vast majority of other papers don't do. I, I have it down to a handful, and uh, they're one of the best at this. And so always love to talk to them. Evan, welcome to the program. Glad to have you on. Uh, remind the listener again uh, what your, your beat is, your coverage area. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you for the kind words about the Post. And um, so I cover, I'm on the business desk at the Post, and I cover the energy transition. Yeah, you did that nice and concise. And uh, there was a big energy trans uh, transition story uh, the last uh, week or so that, uh, frankly, I'm still in the, you know, I'm old enough to remember what happened in 1989, Evan. And when the entire world was like, oh, my God, we, we figured out how to do, you know, uh, uh, you know fusion, uh, actually cold fusion. We've got it figured out. We're going to solve all of our energy problems. And then, well, a little more research later, and now they hadn't done it. So, I, you know, it's like the holy grail of energy. So for, for the listener, we're talking about the uh, fusion story that's going to make, uh, really put energy prices on its ears uh, once implemented on a massive scale and it solves a lot of problems. So talk about exactly what, uh, what you've seen, what your research is telling you about this story. This, let's just start with yeah, that. This is a big one. Sure, and your point once implemented on a massive scale is a, is a big one because you know, we, we could be talking about a long time before this happens. But decades. Um, that all said, yeah, we could be talking about decades. So we probably are talking about decades. Um, but that all said, you know, a few weeks ago, no one was really talking about fusion. I mean, some people were. There were investors. There was, you know, the, the Biden administration was talking about it, but it just seemed like one of these things that we've been chasing for, uh, you know, since the 1950s. Um, the idea of, like, trying to smash two atoms together, you know, at such a speed and such an um, intense uh, temperature that it would, it would sort of mimic the reaction that we have in the sun or, or the stars and it's sort of once you can do that, it creates a self-sustaining energy. So if you can actually get that reaction to happen and you can sustain it, uh, you know, you just have like constant, cheap, abundant energy without the pollution, without even the radioactive waste of nuclear fission, which is the kind of nuclear energy that we're using now. Um, but, you know, again, making that reaction happen is incredibly difficult, um, something that, you know, science has been trying to do for decades. A lot of scientists have given up. And then, lo and behold, you know, in the last couple of weeks, uh, the Lawrence Livermore Laboratory uh, out in, in the Bay Area said that they have created what, what, what they call net energy gain or ignition, where actually the amount of energy you put into trying to create that reaction uh, is less than the reaction actually creates. And you have that gain of energy that someday they hope to be able to harness and put on the power grid. Yeah, yeah, a net increase, uh, which, you know, is almost like free energy. I mean, it's incredible, again, if done on a massive scale. And for those who are not scientists, which includes me, but I still remember my uh, freshman uh, uh, physics course for non-science majors, you know, the difference between fission and fusion is that uh, fission, which is what all nuclear power is driven by now, uh, you know, commercially, is uh, the dividing of atoms 
And fusion, as you point out, is the combining of atoms, which, you know, that, that alone sounds really hard to do, even without scientific theories, Evan. Yeah, absolutely. And to give you an idea of how hard it is to do, so this required, like, the biggest laser array in the world and the most powerful one. Um, it cost, you know, they thought it would cost a billion dollars to build this laser system, which is called the uh, National Ignition Facility out there in the Lawrence Livermore Lab. It wound up costing, you know, three and a half billion dollars or more to get built. There was constant discussion about whether they should pull the plug on this and, these, you know, are these cost overruns and is this something that, uh, you know, there's, there's a point in continuing to spend money pursuing. One of the interesting things about this, though, is that beyond application for energy, which is what everyone's talking about right now and is most excited about, I, I think what sustained the research in this is, you know, this, this is a technology that, that the government has been most interested in over the decades, you know, for nuclear weapons. Um, not necessarily to make more of them, but to preserve the stockpile. Uh, if you can create this fusion reaction, you actually could manage the stockpile without having to, uh, you know, set off bombs and, and run these tests. And, you know, obviously, <laughs> Which is a really, really good idea, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, to be able to manage the stockpile without nuclear fallout is an excellent idea. And so that is, you know, that's, that's what drove a lot of this. I don't know if, you know, the, the energy hopes, uh, you know, with all the um, budget concerns over the years, that if that were the only thing driving this, they would have continued um, all of this research and gotten to the point they did. But, you know, whatever drove it, they got there. And now, you know, even even government folks in the laboratories are talking about, you know, maybe in a few decades we have power plants running on this stuff. And that has all kinds of implications, not just for the United States, but for the world. And not only not only electric, but all energy. I mean, across the board, uh, you know, the, the incentives have been huge for EVs uh, for for ages um, and, and not only uh, logical, natural ones. Uh, that took a while to catch up because of technological issues, but now the technology is so good, it's rampant. Uh, but when you start talking about uh, uh, electricity for pennies on the dollar, which is what it would look like, and for the carbon footprint to really realistically become zero as a result of that, uh, good luck if you're in, uh, in uh, traditional fuels. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's one of the things that I, that I think the Biden administration is looking at carefully now. And also some of these investors, I mean, something close to $5 billion have been invested in these private fusion companies. There's about 30 of them around the world. A, a bunch of them are in the U.S. And for technology that's so far off, it's interesting how much, how much money is getting invested in this because people are seeing, okay, this, this could be something that, that just you know, transforms the energy landscape, even if it's 30 years from now. Um, I also think that what we're seeing is, um, you know, there were some technologies that the U.S. spent, uh, invested a lot in trying to develop and then sort of got cold feet when things got expensive or things went awry, like, you know, obviously Solyndra with solar panels, and that became during the um, uh, the Recovery Act and the Obama administration, there was a lot of criticism, look, you're investing in these companies that are not doing so well. Well, it turns out, you know, we, we ceded a lot of that solar uh, development to China. They decided to just put $50 billion into the industry and see what happens. And, you know, they, they wound up taking it over. Now we're trying to get the solar industry back. You know, critical um, minerals for batteries, for the EVs you're talking about, and also for batteries for the grid. Again, it was something we let uh, other countries, including our adversaries, um, start to get a you know, dominance over the market, like for cobalt, which is necessary to make a lot of these car batteries or make almost all these car batteries. 
uh, you know, China has such dominance in that market because we let that happen. We weren't making investments. And I think, you know, would the Inflation Reduction Act, which Biden signed over the summer, there's been a lot of thinking, okay, too many of these innovations, a lot of them that started in the U.S. and, and are sort of changing the clean energy landscape, we let, uh, you know, other countries take the lead and we need to stop letting that happen. We need to start, you know, seeing these things through more, uh, more determinedly um, instead of, you know, jumpstarting them and then letting other countries take the ball and run with it. Yeah. So this has been really pipe dreamish, though, right? I mean, through the history from the beginning of, of pursuing it, um, what a cool idea type of thing. Um, and then you, again, again, have disasters, more than one, one of the most prominent one being because of the credibility of the scientists involved in 1989. And then, hey, we did it. And they, in fact, did not do it. And so there's got to be a lot of misgivings and concerns about how legit this is going to be. What's your sense on it? Yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, you know, like you, I'm not a scientist. Um, I've talked to as many scientists as we, you know, had time for, and there's a lot of people very interested in this, you know, at MIT, um, you know, Princeton, um, you know, at the at the UC system in California who have been studying this for, for decades. Um, and there's not really a consensus among all of them that uh, of what this means. You know, a lot of them say this is, this is why we need to keep investing in this. We'll, we're going to get to energy. That's what the head of the um, – uh, the, the Lawrence Livermore Laboratory said, you know, I talked to a, a nuclear scientist at MIT who said, you know, you need to separate out this sort of scientific milestone, and this is an important scientific milestone, from the practical realities. And he said, you know, we still don't know if we're ever going to have, be able to harness this and turn it into power that we can put on the grid. Um, we're obviously a step closer, but, you know, let's not confuse the scientific breakthrough with uh, all the practical issues that there still are involved in, in making this happen. So, um, you know, and the other thing that, that skeptics have pointed out, and it's a, it's a very good point, is that, okay, so the laser actually shot, you know, uh, sort of two parts of energy to the three parts that came out, which sounds like a great ratio, right? So you two in, three mm -hmm. out, and the amount of energy that created. But to build that laser, you know, that $3.5 billion laser, and to power it, the amount of wall energy it took to actually, like, create the laser and charge it and all was, like, many times what the fusion reaction created. So, you know, a lot of skeptics are saying, well, look at all this energy that went into it. Even if the actual laser beam was this much, you know, you still have, you know, you're still using a tremendous amount of energy, and is this really as, you know, a magical reaction as, uh, you know, the Biden administration is saying? Yeah, 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 it has like a sense of alchemy to it, you know, not, not real science, but kind of pseudoscience that drove a lot of uh, exploration in uh, the 19th century and, uh, you know, in early 20th century, but how does it line up with reality? I just sit there and scratch my head, too, and I'm like you, you know, like we keep pointing out, neither one of us are scientists, but I'm kind of geeky about this. I've read a lot about it over the years, because it does have kind of a, a neat pipe dream feel to it, if you know what I mean. Uh, I mean, in a good way, you know, but you, you can't get there. You can't get there. That's what my mind keeps telling me, so it's interesting. Um, I, I do hear decades. Everything I read says uh, somewhere close to 30 years before it can be uh, practicably applied on a massive scale. There's a part of me that wants enough scientists to confirm they're going to go gamebusters on this. Um, you know, and, and, you know and, and it's not logical to compare it with historic uh, you know, processes uh, to achieving the things on a large scale because of the fact that how it's going to be treated. And uh, a lot of talk about it having a Manhattan Project type uh, 
uh, you know, approach to uh, getting it out there. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the, interestingly enough, um, one of the encouraging signs in all this is actually not coming from the scientists, but coming from the people who have money to spend. Um, and I'm not talking about the government. I mean, you know, you're seeing, a lot, you know, there's private investors putting $5 billion into this technology. You know, they're taking a big gamble. That's a big risk. And some of the investors are, you know, Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos, and they've got the money to spend and probably other, you know, pockets that aren't equally as deep, but very deep. And so, you know, they're, they spread it around and, that's the way venture capitalists and investors and these kinds of things work. You know, they, they put money in a whole bunch of things and, and hope a few of them, you know, become a breakthrough. But still, the fact that so much money is going into it, um, you know, suggests to me that, you know, I mean, these people don't take risks lightly and don't, you know, they didn't become billionaires by, um, you know, just, just spending their money on, on things that, that you know, are going to go nowhere. Um, so that's mm-hmm. an encouraging sign that there are a lot of investors out there who are seeing this is something worth putting money behind. Um, whether the government turns this into another moonshot and spends the kind of, you know, investment we put into, you know, putting a man on the moon, uh, that's another question. I, I, you know, I think they're going to need to see more developments happen before, you know, th- that we go that route. Um, also, of course, we just passed this massive climate package. There's, there's, there's money in there for fusion, but also a bunch of other uh, scientific, you know, clean tech innovations. And um, I, I'm not sure Congress has the appetite, you know, the next year or two at least to, uh, you know, pass another huge package of, of money for something like this. Well, I know I heard, I hear Elon Musk is very interested in this, except uh, he's lost about $100 billion in wealth over the last year. So he might, he might delay a little bit. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. It's encouraging that we've got real people with real risk. Uh, you know, involved, unlike the government who, let's face it, you know, talk about quartering the market and other people's money for financing things. Heck, they, they use money from people who aren't even born yet through deficit spending. So, you know, they tend to be risky and, and have no problem with that. When you get real billionaires involved, uh, that that is interesting. Uh, Evan, final thoughts as we wrap it up. Always love chatting with you. Yeah, and imagine um, if uh, Elon Musk put, you know, $44 billion, I guess it's not all, all of his money, but into this instead of Twitter. So, um, you know, <laughs> maybe it's yeah. too late for that. But, but, uh, but, yeah, we'll see where this goes. Thanks so much for having me on. This was, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm Kevin Price. Make sure you check out WashingtonPost.com and stay tuned for more after this.